Hello and welcome to the Scriptures and Sermon Podcast from St. John's Presbyterian Church in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada for Sunday, January the 14th, 2024, Baptism of Our Lord Sunday. Thanks for listening and we pray you will feel God's presence wherever you are. Once more, let us come before God in prayer. Let us pray. Saving God, source of our calling, your word is full of power and glory. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us so that we may receive your grace and live as your beloved children. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Morning. First reading is from the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 1, reading verses 1 to 5. When God began to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was complete chaos, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while the wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, there was morning, the first day. Our second reading will be responsive, Psalm 29. Uh, Words will be on the screens. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all say glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. And our third reading from the New Testament, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, into what then were you baptized? They answered, into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, 
the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about 12 of them. And our gospel reading for this morning, taken from the gospel according to Mark. We read Mark chapter 1, verses 4 to 11. Let us listen for God's word to his people. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for his word to us. Friends in Christ, what I say to you this morning is proclaimed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Over the last couple of years, we've gotten really good at lining up to receive an injection. A new COVID vaccine seemed to come out about every six months or so, and promising better and renewed protection from the virus. And then, of course, there's your yearly flu shot that you don't want to miss, and shots now for RSV, respiratory virus. Maybe you get a shot of vitamin B12 because, well, you've reached that age and you need a little bit of that boost. The list of things that get stuck into your arm can be lengthy. And I don't know if you're like me, but I don't like needles. I really, really don't. I don't like getting them. I don't even like watching television when somebody else is getting one. I look away when that happens. So, needless to say, I'm not a big fan of that lineup, but it's a necessary sort of thing, isn't it? So, every year, I'm there for my flu shot because I don't want to become ill with the flu and endure a week of miserableness of aches and pains and fevers and chills that goes along with the flu. Nor do I want to inadvertently carry the flu into a nursing home or, or seniors facility as I'm going in and out visiting. So I dutifully roll up my sleeve and get the shot. Because I know I need it. I know that my body on its own may not be able to hold the virus at bay. And I will need the help 
of an inoculation. As we turn to the story of John the Baptist this morning, we're reminded of all of those encounters in Scripture that we find with John the Baptist. And, and usually they're difficult. John is a difficult guy in the Bible. And often he's speaking in moments that people would have liked to avoid. Even here in this brief episode that we find this morning from Mark's gospel, there is a, an air probably of discomfort in John's message. Mark introduces John the Baptist to his readers with these words. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. It is perhaps the simplest and easiest description of John that we have in Scripture. There's no comparison of anybody to a brood of vipers in this text. There's no winnowing fork of judgment and fire in this text around John. And yet, make no mistake, John's baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins was an invitation to any who took him seriously to acknowledge that they were in fact sinful. And that's not easy. That is always a challenge. To, to acknowledge that we're not perfect, that we have missed the mark in some way, that so much of what we desire in life we cannot accomplish on our own. And if this is true about the, the small things, the little petty things that we do each day, then imagine how difficult it must be to accept that invitation that John offered to the people and acknowledge that deep in our very being we have fallen short of God's will for our lives. And yet, I think we also know that that is true too, don't we? Far too often we allow willfulness and pride to prevent us from allowing God into our hearts to become the person that God would have us to be. And yet, this invitation, this invitation to sinfulness is about the open door of righteousness. As we acknowledge that our own shortcomings and our own need for one who is outside ourselves to guard us and to guide us against all those things that would lead us astray, that we would gain a better perception of what it means to follow a loving God. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, that the lectionary today pairs this gospel lection and John's invitation to accept our sinfulness and come out and be changed the lectionary pairs this story with the pray with the with the psalm of praise that we just shared together as the response of reading ascribe to the lord 
Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor because the voice of the Lord is over the water. God's glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. And the voice of the Lord is filled with majesty. Certainly this reading matches the imparting of the spirit and the voice of God that echoes across the Judean countryside as Jesus, as the spirit declares that Jesus is the son of God. But it also speaks of the God that all of us who came into the wilderness longed for. A God that is worthy of our praise. It speaks of the God in, in whom we place our trust or we would like to, just like the crowds who went out into the wilderness on that morning. Every time we as a congregation come to the font to baptize a child, we do acknowledge that we are not perfect, that our faith is weak and sometimes difficult to sustain but that with God's help, we will rise to the challenge. We will rise to the challenge because the God who has shown his majesty and power to generations who have gone before us continue to reach out to us, offering us peace to our troubled hearts and minds. And here at St. John's, perhaps in particular, we are reminded of that generational transference and the generational witness that we experience in our faith and in our baptisms. Because if you were baptized here at St. John's, there is not one of you that was not baptized in that font. If you go to the back this morning... And look in the little display case back there. You will see a little card, nicely typed up, probably by Fred, and that tells you the history of this font and of the bowl that used to sit inside of it. The bowl is back there, lest we break it and perhaps break covenant with those generations who have gone before us. So we have replaced the bowl but the font still stands. So every time we come, we come acknowledging that we do not come because of our own. We come because God has called us and generations have sustained that call. And it's into the midst of these searching people into the midst of us as we do our searching and all of those who have gone before us. People invited to be sinners, to acknowledge their shortcomings and how they have wandered from God, that Jesus comes. In the midst of those who are seeking to turn their lives around, because that's what repentance 
means. In the midst of those who are seeking to turn their lives around, Jesus appears claiming their need as his own. Jesus, Emmanuel, as we celebrated through Advent, God with us, or maybe slightly more modernized, God just like us, wades into the water to be baptized by John. And dripping wet, he arises from the water and sees God's spirit-laden dove, which assures him too that God is with him. That as Jesus takes on our humanity and begins the mission that leads ultimately to the cross. In all of its complexity, in all of its shortcomings, God is going to walk alongside of Jesus in his humanity and empower him to fulfill his purpose. To take all of those sins and all of those shortcomings and to put them to death on the cross. Truly, there are no obstacles left for those who come to the Jordan on that day. For Jesus has walked alongside of them. Truly, there are no obstacles left for those of us who come to the font this day, who renew our lives in, in prayer and reflection every day, because Jesus walks alongside of us. Embracing all of those things that get in our way of truly living as the children of God. For Jesus has joined that line too and taken all those things from us so that we might see the glory of God and ascribe to him power and might and peace. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Scriptures and Sermon Podcast from St. John's Presbyterian Church in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. If you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe so you can get new episodes each week. Be sure to check out our website, stjohnscornwall.ca, where you can find links to our social media pages and more information on our ministry. Until next time, God bless.